May is a very special month for me. I've got two anniversaries in May. The first anniversary is the one that every husband should know. Your wedding anniversary. Hopefully you guys know those, yeah. Mine was last week on May the 15th. And I like to consider myself self, uh, still pretty young. My wife got all dressed up. We were ready for a night out on the town. Going to go da- downtown New Albany, hit up a new spot. And we ended up dropping the kids off at the grandparents, getting t- Chinese takeout, going home and watching Hulu for a couple hours. So... It is what it is. We, uh, we just celebrated our golden anniversary. Any men know what their golden anniversary is? I, I, okay, we got one. I had no idea. Your golden anniversary is when the date of your anniversary matches the number of years. So on, the May, on May 15th, it was our 15th year anniversary, so it's our golden anniversary. So I, I didn't know that. That was fun. But my other anniversary is one that I didn't know the date. Just found out. was talking to somebody on staff here, and they said, yeah, Ryan, your anniversary is on Monday. So that's tomorrow. It's my anniversary of serving here on staff at Graceland. And man, yeah. Um, been six years. I can't believe it. Six years. It has been a wonderful ride. We have um, experienced so many wonderful things. I can't believe how much God is doing. I look around this worship center and I see so many familiar faces. It encourages me to know that I serve alongside of people like you. And encourage me to know that, that, that I get to share life with people like you. I mean, it encourages me to know that I get to do um, a job with such a wonderful staff that we have. I get to serve under uh, Larry Riley, who's a fantastic lead pastor. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been such a cool journey to get to, to where we are now. Um, and so I want to share a little bit about my call to ministry with you this morning, where Jenny and I, we've been. Um, I, won't, I won't go back too far. So uh, many of you that know me, we lived in, in Nashville, Tennessee, and about five years of living there, um, the Lord began to place this desire in my heart to do vocational ministry. I uh, did my very best, and when this first began, I ignored it. I ignored it. I just pushed it off to the side. Here were a couple reasons why. Jenny was pregnant with our first child. I had just received a promotion at work in banking. Uh, We were having conversations about buying a brand new home, like a bigger home with our growing family. Jenny had just received her master's in uh, education, so we had some things to pay off. Um, We had great jobs, and so we finally found, I think, our groove when it comes to financial stability and things like that. So I tried to ignore it. Over the next year and a half, the Lord really, he just began to tighten his grip on my heart He continued to point me to full-time ministry. I just couldn't shake it. And I talked with Jenny about it, and she said, Honey, you're supposed to do this. We're supposed to do this. Wherever you go, I will follow you. Um, He was calling me into full-time ministry. So I thought, okay, I might need to go get some theological training. Um, So I decided it might be best if I uh, went and enrolled at Southern Seminary just here in Louisville. I consulted my lead pastor in Nashville, He gave me great words of affirmation. I talked to some mentors there. I also talked to some of my friends, my peers, and they all said, Ryan, I think God is equipping you to do this. We were at a huge crossroads in our lives. A big decision was to be made. At this time, my daughter was about five or six months old. So I had the question to answer, this question to answer. 
Were we willing to let go of the comfortable lives that we had in Nashville to step out in faith? Have you ever stepped out in faith? Are you like us, maybe, right now, this very morning, at a crossroads in your life? Maybe for you, you've stepped out in faith just by being here. You had somebody who was graduating, so you came to see them, not been in church before, or maybe it's been a long time. Maybe for you, you have an opportunity to step out in faith right now. You know who I'm talking about. You feel it in your heart right now. You're like, oh gosh, he's talking to me. What's that look like in your life? Maybe it's a, a relationship that you've built up. You're finally getting close to someone, and now something's happened in that person's life, and you're ready, you're ready to, to say something about Jesus to them. But you don't know what that might do. Maybe it would damage your relationship. Maybe you're one of our graduates here this morning. Many of them are on a brink of a big transition in their life. Many are stepping out of the home for the first time, leaving home, going away to college. Many of them, though, are staying in college right here, kind of getting a bit more freedom. Some of, of them are going into full-time work, and this is really a crossroads for them. What am I going to do next? Maybe for you, you've never stepped out in faith, but you sit here this morning, and you've got that stirring on your heart. And maybe, just maybe, this morning is that opportunity where it brings clarity to your mind that you just, you're going to put your yes on the table for the first time. Whatever the case may be, wherever you are in this room, stepping out in faith is super scary. It's really scary. It's hard. Most people go through this life keeping in step with the rhythm of the world. But God calls his children to step out in faith for the redeeming of the world. Here your Bibles with you. Open them up with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, we turn our attention to a man named Abraham. He is a man of faith. We get to look at um, how the author of Hebrews points us back to Abraham as a man of faith. I absolutely love this series. While you're flipping there, let me tell you a little bit more about this series. Maybe if you're new or if you've not been with us for the past couple of weeks. It's called Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. Sir Isaac Newton back in 1675 said, If I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. What he meant by that was is all the innovations, all the great things that have done. He stands on their shoulders. Now he can do so much more. Well, the same, same thing is true for us. We stand on the shoulders of giants for those of faith. We've, we're reading about them week to week as we look through this series through Hebrews 11. But let me tell you this too. I know a lot of you, you're giants of the faith. These graduates, they, they stand on your shoulders. So this morning... Um, as we kind of check in and see what Abraham did, I pray that you would help to recognize just what God might be calling you, how God might be calling you to step out in faith. So with that, let's read together chapter 11 of Hebrews, beginning in verse 8. It says this, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. 
Verse 10, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. If you have your bulletin with you, I'd love for you to pull that out. Flip it on over to the back. There's a listening guide on there if you want to take notes. Jot down a few things, some things that might encourage you this morning. But I want to look at Abraham, his example of faith in these three verses, and share with you just three things, three truths that you can take home with you, that you can use these to apply to your life. Maybe today, maybe this week. With that, the first one is this. Stepping out in faith changes your place. Stepping out in faith, it changes your place. Look back with me at verse 8. tells us how Abraham was called by God to go out to a place that he did not know where he was going. But Abraham went. He obeyed. Now, we know that the author of Hebrews, he's looking back to Genesis chapter 12. You don't have to flip back there, but I'm going to share with you a couple of verses that we see from Genesis 12 and give you a bit of context for where we are. Abraham, it's estimated that he was born around 2165 B.C., and he lived till around 1990 B.C. And when he's living, this is about 2,000 years after the creation of the world. God calls Abraham to go, and we read in verse 1 of chapter 12 this. Now the Lord said to Abram, and Abram was his name. Later on, his name would be changed to Abraham by God. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country. Think about this in your mind. Think where he's le- what he's leaving. Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. So future, I'm going to show you after you go. So we see Abraham, he physically steps out in faith, leaves his homeland, goes to a land that we'll find out is called Canaan, a land that he's completely unfamiliar with. Abraham obeyed, he stepped out in faith, and this caused him to change his place. Now, as you're hearing me say this, some of you are like, okay, Ryan, I I get that. Does that mean that I need to physically change my place in order to step out in faith? And the answer to that question is no. You don't need to physically change your place. But what you do need to do is to change where you are metaphorically. So for you, changing your place means obediently taking a step from where you are towards where you need to go, leaving where you were. This entire chapter, chapter 11, especially these three verses, shows us something really important, really important, that obedience flows from faith. Obedience flows from from faith. Abraham was called, he left, he obeyed. You've probably heard me say this if you've heard me preach before. I like to say it a lot. I'll probably say it again in this sermon. Who knows? Um, But God doesn't want us to just realize what he's calling us to do. He wants us to respond to what he's calling us to do. That's what Abraham did here. Using the analogy of a tree, think about it like this. Faith is the root and obedience is the fruit. So for those of you that need to change your place metaphorically, what does that look like for you? For some of you, that means you need to take a step and change your eternal destination. Take a step over the threshold of faith, enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Go from death to life. Go from unbelief to belief. Go from an eternal destination of hell to an eternal destination of heaven. For some of you, that's your first step of faith this morning. Maybe for you, though, maybe you're like some of these high school graduates that we saw graduate. You just need to change kind of your surrounding. You need to get away from where you are. 
It's, a, it's widely known that many students, when they graduate high school, they go off to college, they walk away from the church. I hate that. I hate that, but a big part of that is, is they, they get connected to worldly influence. Their circle of friends point them to the world. And maybe for you, you just need to get a new circle of friends. You need to step out of that and find people that are going to point you to Jesus. They're going to walk alongside of, of you to Jesus. If you are a high school graduate, I would encourage you, if you're going away, to find a place to connect right away. Find a church. Connect to that church. Find a community um, to be a part of there. If you're staying here in this area, find a community. We've got that community. We've got groups in the mornings for our college-age people. We've got groups in the evenings. If you need to know more about that, I'd love to talk with you after the service. But it's so important that you step away from those things. But maybe for you, you just simply need to change your priorities. Do a quick inventory. Think about your mind. What is the top priorities in your life? For many of us, financial security. For many of us, comfortability. For many of us, sports for our kids. For many of us, work. This is a really big one. The list goes on and on. What's that look like for you? Maybe you need to step out in faith and changing your priorities. But maybe for you, you're 75 years old in this place. I would encourage you, you're the same age as Abram. Same age as Abraham when he stepped out in faith. How might God be asking you to step out in faith? But maybe for you, stepping out in faith is actually leaving your physical location and going somewhere else, just like Abram. Let me go back to the story I started with earlier. I called a, called a ministry, called a come here. For us, that was to leave Nashville and come to this area. God, I believe, was calling us to step away from what we knew. Our jobs, our home, our church there, our friends. Stepping out in faith means leaving a place and people that we loved. So here's what we did. We put our house on the market. We anticipated, this was a really poor housing market. We anticipated it would take six to nine months to sell. And of course, God being God, he sold our house right away. So now we had six months to find a place to live, which leads me to my second point this morning. Stepping out in faith changes your patience. Stepping out in faith changes not only your place, either physically or metaphorically, but it also changes your patience. Let's jump back into the text. We find out in verse 5, Abraham goes out. He doesn't know where he's going. But verse 9 says this, By faith he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, Listen to this, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. You could say that Abraham was a sojourner. To sojourn means this, to stay somewhere temporarily. To stay somewhere temporarily. We see this word used time and time again in reference to Abraham. If we look at the Old, at the Old Testament in the book of Genesis, we see this where it talks about Abraham sojourning. Chapter 17, verse 8. Then in chapter 20, verse 1, he sojourns in Gerar. In chapter 21, in verse 34, he sojourns in the land of the Philistines. Have you ever had to stay somewhere temporarily, knowing it was going to be temporary, but not knowing when it was going to end? Have you ever been in a stage of life temporarily, not wanting to be there, not knowing when it's going to end? If this is you, if you've experienced this, then you've probably had two reactions to that. One, most of us, we just 
We get crazy. We get crazy. We get stir crazy. We're in this limbo. We don't know what to do. But hopefully you go from there to receiving and being taught this word that none of us like, patience. Have you been there? Back to our story. So we put our house on the market. Terrible market. Sells right away. Thanks, God. Um, it's December at this time. We, we're not going to move until June. Okay, my wife, she's going to finish out the year. Uh, everything's going to wrap up. I'm going to enroll, start seminary in the fall. Um, and in that, our house was a three-bedroom house with two bathrooms. It had a two-car garage and a fence for our dog. I loved that, that house. It was fantastic. We move into, by God's grace, he worked out so many things. We end up moving into an apartment. Anybody ever moved from a house to an apartment? Not the most fun thing. But we moved into an apartment that was two-bedroom, one bath, no fence, no garage, none of those things. The only thing we kept was the dog. So wasn't the best of circumstances. And to top it all off, we lived on the third floor of this apartment building now, with no elevator, of course. Now I recognize that our situation, this sojourn in our life, this temporary not knowing really what's happening, it pales in comparison to Abraham's. If we look at Abraham's, he lived in tents. No timetable for when he might take possession of the land of Canaan. But he was called and he obeyed. And listen to this. He held on to the promise that God had given him back in Genesis chapter 12. And that, my friends, builds our patience. When we have faith and we hold on to God's promises, we build patience in our lives. In the midst of our leap of, leap of faith, the, the waiting period was hard. But looking back now, God taught us so much in that sojourn in our lives. He taught us patience. When you hold fast to the promises of the Lord, you receive patience from the Lord. So what are, you, what are you sojourning right now? What sojourn are you experiencing in your life? How do you feel like you're in limbo? Many of us have been through this. What does it look like? For our graduates, they're about ready to experience, many of them, a sojourn called college. It's tough. I remember my college age years. Uh, I remember getting there and feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm taking all these classes. They're hard. It's a brand new environment. I just want to graduate. I don't really like these classes. I just want to have my degree. I just want to work. I would encourage you, if you're in these moments, know that God wastes nothing, that he has you exactly where he's got you for a time. Maybe it's to build. Maybe it's to learn. Maybe it's to grow. For some of you, you're experiencing a sojourn when it comes to work. You're asking. You're pleading God. You're like, I don't want to be here where I am working. God, show me my next assignment. Get me there. Can I have it now? Again, God wastes nothing. He wastes nothing. He's using this to mold you, to shape you, to show you. Receive this gift of patience in your time of sojourn. But for some of you, and this is so difficult, for some of you, you feel like you have been on a sojourn your entire life. You haven't set roots in anything. Spiritually, you're on this sojourn. Well, let me encourage you with this. We're all, as followers of Christ, sojourners in this world. Which it leads me to my third and final truth this morning. Stepping out in faith changes your perspective. So we see that stepping out in faith, it changes your place, maybe physically, maybe metaphorically. Stepping out in faith, it changes your patience. It gives you great patience, but stepping out in faith, it changes everything. It changes your perspective. Let's look back at our text. Go back to verse 10. It says, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. We'll find out that Abraham, he wasn't really looking for the land of Canaan. He was looking to something so much better, an eternal life with God. 
This earthly life, friends, is temporary. But the life that comes after, it's eternal. Abraham understood this. Stepping out in faith, it tells us, was an act of obedience to receive an inheritance, not one of the land of Canaan, but rather one of citizenship with God. I hope you understand this. You see, the land of Canaan, it serves as a typology that points to something so much greater. Points to something so much greater. And when we recognize that we're sojourners, that we're just aliens passing through this world, it will change our perspective on everything and how we live in this world. For graduates, it changes our perspective during these college years. You're moving into college, it changes your perspective to think about how you can just be poured into, how you can just learn, to, to thinking about how you can pour yourself out to others and those around you. For parents, it changes our perspective from raising our kids to just keeping them safe, but to raising our kids to be change agents for the gospel right here and when they grow up. For grandparents, stepping out in faith changes our perspective from just enjoying the fruits of our labors. We spent a life, so now we can enjoy these fruits. To recognizing that we need to continue to plant seeds, we need to continue to sow seeds for the generations coming after us, and for our peers and those people around us. For singles who desire to be married, for you, it is changing your perspective from just looking for a spouse that can fill a role to looking for a partner that you can link arms with to do gospel ministry with changes everything. Do you see the difference? Stepping out in faith, it changes our perspective on everything that God has given us. When Jenny and I stepped out in faith, when we made that first step of, of a big step of faith for us, it changed everything. It changed the entire trajectory of our lives. We gave up the comfort. We gave up the stuff that we had. We gave up our friends, our church, and God moved in so many ways. As I was preparing for this sermon, I had to go back and forth and decide if I wanted to share this analogy and share my call to ministry because I was afraid that if I said this, that people would be like, oh, look at you, Ryan, you did such a great thing. And I, and I, I don't want that at all. I just, I found out and I found out um, through this that every time I share about it, people are like, praise God. It points people to God. Every time you take a step of faith, it points people to Jesus Christ. It points people to Jesus and so that's why I share this. That's why I look back and see that first step to, to say, okay, uh, I'm going to go to full-time ministry. Lord, um, what does that look like now? Uh, well, you should go to get some theological training. Okay. What, what, what now? You, you should go check out Graceland. Okay. I'm going to go do that. Now I'm going to throw you into student ministry. Oh, gosh, that was kind of a crazy step. Now I'm going to throw you in and become the ministry's pastor here. I didn't know the next step, but once I took a step, God began to show me the next step, and that's how it is for all of us. To finish up this morning, I just want to ask you these all-important questions. How is God calling you to step out in faith? How could you step out in faith this week? Maybe it's the first step. Maybe it's the hundredth step. But how's God calling you to step out in faith? Friends, while the gospel comforts, we are disciples of Jesus Christ. We as disciples of Jesus Christ are not called to live a life of comfort. We're called to live a life of faith. And that can get messy and uncomfortable sometimes. 
But hear me this morning. I don't say that, and I don't say any of this to guilt you or to make you feel bad about where you might be. I say this because I want to point people to my Jesus, to our Jesus, and how much better he is. Move into that. Walk towards Jesus. Take the first step, the next step, whatever step, the 10th step towards Jesus. Because, friends, I can promise you this. Stepping out in faith moves you closer to Jesus, moves you closer to looking like Jesus. Stepping out in faith moves you closer to the city whose designer and builder is God. Stepping out in faith takes you closer and closer to your place of inheritance. The inheritance we have as children of God and followers of Jesus Christ. Are you willing to step out in faith?